0: Did you tell Mike that I've been replaced? So you just made a LinkedIn post and you tagged some other Nick Golner who's got a last name spelled differently? Did I really? (laughs) And I just got a text from somebody like, hey, some random dude's getting all sorts of views now.
1: Sometimes I'm an idiot on the social media. (laughs) He
0: needs some artificial intelligence. Jason, what's up, man? What's up, Nick? Take a guess. How many buyers do you think are on ThomasNet? I don't know, probably a million. It's actually 1.5 million. Nice, that was close. And they use Thomas to source suppliers just like you, man.
1: Yeah, they're looking for cutting tool suppliers like me and also manufacturers like the Metalworking Nation. And I actually know a bit about Thomas. And one of the things I really like about it is the supplier analytics dashboard. You can see which companies are actively sourcing what you offer and gain insights into market demand, buyer intent, and comparative benchmarks and much more.
0: And it's awesome that it's free, to claim your profile. So you can make sure you're listed the right way, your company information is accurate, and the message that you're sharing with these buyers is exactly what you want them to see. You do this at thomasnet.com slash claim. But if you want an edge over all the free listings you can consider a registered listing, and we have a special Making Chips deal for our listeners.
1: Yeah, so let me tell you about that. Listeners of Making Chips get in 25% off the annual subscription with the code CHIPS25. C-H-I-P-S-2-5. Bam! Right Chat GPT, who is your favorite Making Chips host? Answer? As an artificial intelligence, I don't have personal preference or favorites. My goal is to provide accurate and useful information to help users achieve their goals. If you have any further questions about cutting tool technology or any other topic, please let me know and I'll do my best to help.
2: If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping... Then you are Metalworking Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts. Let's make some chips.
1: Hello, Metalworking Nation. Welcome to Making Chips the longest-running manufacturing podcast where we equip and inspire manufacturing leaders. I'm Jason Zenger, and I will be your host, and I'm joined by my co-host, Nick Goldner. What's up, man? How you doing?
0: Good, good. So this chat GPT is all the rage. I keep hearing. I know,
1: and I figured that this was a good opportunity for us to have a discussion about this. I mean, it's something that I didn't know anything about until one of our fellow manufacturing leaders, Mike Payne, told me about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's... Basically artificial intelligence?
1: Yeah, it's like chatbot meets search engine. It's kind of like the way that I look at it. It's interesting and it's something that we really need to pay attention to. So, hey, you want to just call Mike and he's the one that told me about it. Maybe he's got some thoughts. You know what he actually told me? He actually used it for something really unique, which I want him to tell us about.
0: Yeah, while you ring him up, I'll tell a quick story. My brother's the one who introduced it to me. My younger brother just finished his master's degree. Congrats, Alex. Good job. And he says, he goes, the day I finished school, my friend's tell me about ChatGPT. And he goes, it literally would have written. Almost all of my homework nice. for me.
1: That's funny. And so that's he, good. he keeps
0: sending me like questions. He's like, I'll just ask it one question. It'll give me a five paragraph
1: essay. Well, that's hilarious. All right, let's give Mike Payne from Hill Manufacturing a call. Hey Jason. Hey, what's up, Mike? How you doing, buddy? Good. Hey, I've got the speakerphone up to the microphone what's up, on Mike? making chips. And I got Nick in the room here too. So you are live on making chips. Is that okay? That is fine. Okay, good. Hey, so we're recording an episode about Chat GPT, and you're the one that told me about this first. So, like, tell me briefly, like, why you got so enthused about this and what you've, like, kind of used it for and kind of poked around with it.
3: Yeah, so enthused, maybe curbing that a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm just still learning about it. One of my shop managers, Kyle, has become very enthused about it and talking about it for several weeks. Just about the artificial intelligence kind of chatbot nature of it.
1: Yeah, and and Kyle's it, like, a young guy.
3: Kyle's 31, I think. Yep. Anyway, so with his enthusiasm, I downloaded or set up an account and kind of have it open in a browser tab. And anytime the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to answer a question or something, I'll type the question in it. And the answers are pretty good.
1: Nice. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, we're going to explore that a little bit on this episode of Making Chips. I've got kind of a unique way of doing it. You also told me that you actually asked it about programming, right? So like,
3: yeah, we had a rather simple part that I was just curious what it would know. I know one of the things it's good at is you can ask it to write computer code for you.
1: Really? So like it's you can also ask it to it. do G-code or what?
3: Yeah, so I thought, well, I'm going to see if it knows G-code also. Wow. So I described a rather simple part we were running in the shop where we needed to face a steel round bar, drill a hole in it, and tap it. And I described some
1: of the parameters of that, the size of the hole, the size of the material, and so forth. So you just kind of like read it. off the blueprint? Basically. Like you verbalized the blueprint?
0: This is like a whole new form of conversational
1: programming. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, they printed me off some G-Code,
3: explained what G-Code is, gave me an example of G-Code that would do what I asked. And I showed that to one of our programmers and confirmed that that would absolutely do what I had asked. It.
1: Wow. That's amazing.
3: It wasn't a full program that you could post and run the part with, but I also didn't ask it to do that. I didn't actually go any further to see if it could, but as far as didn't have machine codes and stuff working there, but it had
1: XYZ features with speed rates. And it worked. So did you actually use it or did you just go back to the normal ways that you do things?
3: We didn't use it in that case. Okay. But, but it was just I, a fun experiment. I it working. Yeah. I, I was just doing it as a test.
1: Okay, cool. Maybe in the future we can talk to Kyle and we can see what his thoughts were on how he wants to use ChatGPT in the future at the shop.
3: Yeah, he's been using it. He's been kind of testing it out when he's been looking at like scheduling things, comparing inventory lists, things like that.
1: Oh, interesting. And
3: Yeah, he's had some really neat experiences with
1: it. Yeah. Well, the one thing that I was really interested in, I wanted to find out ChatGPT's favorite Making Chips host. And of course, unequivocally, it was me. (laughs) Right.
0: No, you know who it was? It was Nick Golner, G-O-L-L-N-E-R.
1: So speaking of hosts, Mike, we're kind of like soft launching our new Making Chips guest host, and you're going to be one of our Making Chips guest hosts. So are you excited about that?
3: I'm very excited. Nice. It'll be fun. I think we talked about some fun topics to talk about and looking forward to
1: that. Yeah, I know. I'm and looking forward you tell to Mike it too. Mike
0: that I've been replaced? So you just made a LinkedIn post and you tagged some other Nick Goldner who's got a last name spelled differently? Did I really? And I just got a text from somebody like, hey, some random dude's <laughs> <laughs> getting all sorts oh, of views man. now. man,
1: sometimes I'm an idiot on the social <laughs> media. <laughs> he did
0: needs I some artificial that intelligence. That? Did I do
1: the same? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to fix that that LinkedIn post. <laughs> Oh, man. So I guess I'm Oops. out. Well, but anyway, Metalworking Nation, yeah, we're going to be bringing on some great new guest hosts, including Mike Payne, who are going to be in different perspectives and just different interviewees. And I think it's going to be a new chapter for Making Chips. Looking forward to it, man. Yeah, looking forward to it, Mike. All right, well, thanks for taking our call. Hey, see you, Mike. Take care. See you, bud.
0: Yeah, so it's always awesome to bring Mike on. But Yeah, absolutely. We always do news, too. So what's the news? Do you pick out any yeah, news? Yeah, so
1: the news today, it's not specifically manufacturing. However, I thought it would be fun to... Talk about statistics about chatbots, and I think that we're gonna bring ChatGPT and chatbots, and we're gonna kind of bring this all together soon. But I want to go through like some of the stats on chatbots. Yeah, because
0: chatbots for me, like what we just talked to Mike about, is not what I think of when I think of chat. I usually think of like websites where they're like, how can I assist you? And it's a fake service Well, that's a
1: chatbot you were talking about. So like some interesting stats on chatbots. So if you talk about like this new generation coming up into leadership, a lot of them would prefer to talk to a chatbot rather than a real person. So it says right here, 62% of consumers would prefer to use a customer service bot rather than waiting for human agents to answer their requests.
0: I'm definitely not in that 62%. You'd rather have a person? Yeah, I was just freaking out on... uh... Xfinity over the break. I need to talk to a real person. Right?
1: I know, I know, and you just keep saying agent, 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 and until they finally give you an actual real person. I agree That's with you. That's
0: surprising that more people would want to talk to. A well, bot. it
1: says seventy percent of millennials say they have a positive experience with chatbots, so it's definitely one of those things where chatbots are going to start really replacing a lot of customer service functions that are easily repeatable. So, Nick, going along with the way that you and I kind of feel about. That 23% of consumers still prefer face to face interaction when the issues' complexity increases, such as payment disputes or complaints. So, only 23% of consumers prefer face to face interactions. I mean, that's surprisingly low. And I think a lot of that really is skewed by the new millennial generation. So I mean, I mean we I'm really need to see this as something to come.
0: I just feel like they're not going to understand what I'm asking. I like to give a lot more context, like here's my issue, help me out, and not some canned answer, but...
1: So let's talk about chatbots, Nick. Can yeah, you tell us a little bit about ChatGPT?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'll read from the notes here. So it's a chatbot, even though it seems much more comprehensive and intelligent than what I'm used to with chatbots. Now, what is a chatbot? So it's software that is used for online chat conversations in lieu of directly chatting with a live person. So by programming software, a chatbot simulates conversation.
1: So it's simulating the conversation. It's like, it's trying to use a lot of keywords and stuff in order to respond to what you're chatting to yeah, it.
0: Most, if not all of us have experienced this when trying to get information online or when contacting our local utility companies.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you just mentioned this when you're dealing with like Xfinity, that's what they're using.
0: And I just tell them like real person, real person, real person, and then I finally get one.
1: Exactly. So the GPT part of it is an acronym. I know we love acronyms on yeah, making oh, chips yeah. for generative pre-trained transformer. Sounds
0: cool. Sounds like something in a movie. It does. Chat GPT from OpenAI was launched just over a month ago. So this is
1: very new. It was launched in November of 2022.
0: Yeah, and this is what my brother said too. It's Elon Musk was part of the start of OpenAI. Yeah, is the really company cool. that
1: actually started it. Yep.
0: And so basically what it does is that you ask it a question, it gives you back an answer in a manner that sounds like natural language. So like it makes sense to what my brother said. I could just ask it the question I'm supposed to answer and it just does my
1: homework. Yeah. For me. So it's like you're speaking with an expert. So like instead of me asking you a question about workholding. holding or maybe you asking me a question about cutting tools, you just ask chat GPT and presumably it can give you some feedback. So there are some limitations to chat GPT though.
0: In that example, it's like really is it going to know how to hold a I know. work I'm few? just
1: playing. I mean it got some limitations. So the biggest limitation and it gives you these disclaimers right when you log in because I have an account with them. It may occasionally generate incorrect information. But I guess if I ask you a question, you could give me incorrect information yeah, too. Yeah, for
0: sure. My brother sent me, what is the Making Chips podcast? And it said like I was the vice president of business operations or something.
1: I don't think we have one of those. It said that I was CEO of Making Chips and we don't even have a CEO. We have so
0: many employees, we need a CEO.
1: Exactly. The second limitation is that it may occasionally produce harmful instructions or biased content. So remember, this is all just based on like programming and search and stuff like that. And so it's like that whole adage of what you input is what you output. So like what you put into the internet is what chat GPT is going to output.
0: Mike may not want to just run the program it gave him. Right. He might crash his machine. Partly he didn't. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then the third limitation is that it has limited knowledge of the world events after 2021. So it's really started after 2021. So if you ask it some something about like World War Two, it's probably not gonna know anything about it. Yeah,
0: like who won the World Cup or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
1: So what we're gonna do, we're gonna do an interview, Nick. Okay. And you are going to be interviewing Chat GBT, where I'm going to be playing the role of Chat GBT. Okay. So
0: so I'm the human and you are the robot.
1: Yeah, I'm ChatGPT, and you're going to ask some questions that manufacturing leaders want to know, and we're going to see what ChatGPT has to say about it. And
0: then we can see if we agree with its answer or not.
1: There you go. Okay,
0: so Mr. GPT, is it Mr. Mrs.
1: Is it First name Chat, last name GPT. Okay,
0: Mr. GPT, how do I lead the manufacturing company of the
1: future? Good question. Leading a manufacturing company in the future will likely involve incorporating new technologies and methods to increase efficiency, adaptability, and sustainability. Some key strategies you might consider include, one, investing in automation and digital technologies, implementing automation and using digital technologies such as the Internet of Things, IoT, artificial intelligence, AI, and machine learning can help you streamline processes, improve quality, and reduce costs.
0: That's literally what it gave you?
1: Yeah, It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Number two, adopting agile and lean manufacturing principles. Agile manufacturing and lean principles can help you respond to changing customer demand and market conditions more quickly and efficiently. Yeah.
0: Got to agree with that.
1: Number three, fostering a culture of continuous improvement. I love that word, continuous improvement. That's what we're all about at Zengers. Encouraging your team to identify and solve problems and to constantly seek ways to improve processes can help you stay competitive and adaptive to change.
0: That's really, really good. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't disagree with anything
1: there. Number four, prioritizing sustainability. Sustainability is becoming increasingly important to consumers and investors. So it's important to consider the environmental impact of your manufacturing processes and work to minimize waste and reduce your carbon footprint. Number five, building strong partnerships and networks. Collaborating with suppliers, customers, and other industry stakeholders can help you access new technologies, share knowledge, and tap into new markets. By embracing these strategies and staying open to new ideas and technologies, you can position your manufacturing company to succeed in the future. Jeez.
0: It's a pretty comprehensive answer.
1: It's a good answer. And you know what? It's funny. I'm going to say one little quick thing. So it gives you a little intro and then it also gives you a little outro. So that's kind of interesting the way that it does it. And then we'll kind of chat at the end. It about really
0: does feel like the easiest way to get through school without doing any real work. It's
1: very true. It's very true. So funny. All right. What's your next question for Mr. GPT?
0: Mr. GPT, what are the best technologies for automating a machine shop?
1: There are so many technologies that can be used to automate various aspects of a machine shop. Some options to consider include, number one, computer numerical control systems, CNC. These systems use computers to control the movement of machine tools such as lathes, mills, and grinders. CNC systems can be programmed to produce a wide range of parts with high accuracy and repeatability. Okay, so now I'm going to be Jason again. So it's kind of funny, but this is like... Yeah, like I don't really this is very, think like, of that 30 years automating ago. automating a machine I know, shop. I know, it's I know. Like, it's very 30 years ago. Yeah. Number two, I'm back to being Mr. GPT, industrial robots. These automated machines can be programmed to perform tasks such as welding, assembly, and material handling. Industrial robots can be used to increase efficiency and reduce the need for manual labor. Number three, 3D printing, which I never thought about that as automation, but uh, I don't know. 3D printing, also known as additive manufacturing, 3D printing allows you to create custom parts and prototypes using a variety of materials. This technology can help you reduce lead times and improve design flexibility. Number four, machine vision systems. These systems use cameras and imaging processing software to automatically inspect and machine parts for quality control. Number five, automated material handling systems. These systems use conveyors, robots, and other equipment to move materials throughout the shop and between machines. Automated material handling can help you reduce the need for manual handling and improve efficiencies. Ultimately, the best technologies for automating a machine shop will depend on your specific needs and goals. It may be helpful to consult with experts or conduct a needs assessment to determine the technologies that will be most beneficial for your business. So, are you upset because ChatGPT didn't mention anything about work holding?
0: No, no, because I'm also in the business of robotics. Yeah, robotics. Yeah, yeah same. So, but I don't know, man. Like, it's a little service level. Thing, I don't feel I know, like that's I know. really, audible. I agree. But gosh, it's unbelievable. Like, yeah. all I can think about, really, I just keep going back to this. Like, school needs to change now because teachers are screwed. Yeah. Like, how I do agree. you know if someone just took this and, like, kind of massaged it and yeah. said, here's my homework?
1: Yeah. Let's save our comments for the end. Sure. Okay. Ask me the next question. We're
0: going to do all these questions, man. You yeah. Got a lot let's do it. Here. All right. How can robots increase efficiency in a machine shop?
1: There are several ways that robots can increase efficiency in a machine shop. Number one, improve speed and accuracy. Robots can perform tasks faster and more accurately than humans, which can help you increase production rates and reduce the risk of errors. Number two, reduce downtime. Robots can work around the clock without needing breaks so they can help you minimize downtime and keep production running smoothly. Number three, increase flexibility. And I'm going to skip the commentary. Number four, enhance safety. Number five, improved quality control. It's important to note that while robots can certainly increase efficiency in a machine shop, they are not a one-size-fits-all solution. In order to realize the full benefits of automation, it's important to carefully evaluate your specific needs and choose the right technologies to meet those needs.
0: Okay, Mr. GPT, how do I choose between a cobot and a robot?
1: Cobots, or collaborative robots, and traditional robots are both useful tools for automating tasks in a machine shop, but they are designed for different purposes and have different capabilities. Here are some factors to consider when choosing between a cobot and a robot. Collaboration. Cobots are designed to work safely alongside humans, and many models have built-in safety features such as force sensing and collision detection. If you need a robot that can work closely with human operators, a cobot might be a good choice. Traditional robots, on the other hand, typically require barriers or safety fencing to keep humans out of their workspace. Number two, payload capacity. Cobots are typically smaller and less powerful than traditional robots, so they have lower payload capacities. If you need a robot that can handle heavy loads, a traditional robot might be a better choice. Range of motion. Cobots often have a more limited range of motion than traditional robots, which can make them less versatile. However, they are typically easier to program and set up, and they require less maintenance. Number four, cost cobots are generally more affordable than traditional robots, especially when it comes to smaller, simpler models. However, the cost of a cobot can be a significant investment, so it's important to carefully evaluate your needs and budget before making a decision. Ultimately, the best choice for your machine shop will depend on your specific needs and goals. It may be helpful to consult with experts or conduct a needs assessment to determine the best type of robot for your business. Wild, man. I mean, yeah. It's it, pretty good. Like, it's interesting the way that it's... It gives you like a good
0: foundation that you can like elaborate on or whatever. It's Yeah, wow. I just keep thinking about school. (laughs) I just wasted so much time.
1: (laughs) So Nick, I could go on and on. I mean, we've got a bunch of questions here that ChatGPT has answered. I think what we're going to do is let's have Ask ChatGPT as a segment in Making Chips in the Future. And I think we're going to get some interesting things that could come out of this that the Metalworking Nation could get some good insight out of. But I think a lot of this is... Kind of surface level, but it's also interesting that it can answer these questions so well and so accurately.
0: Yeah, we've talked about doing like a whole series on automating the machine. There you in, go in your shop. So and yeah, this would autom- be like automating.
1: Yeah, like answering these questions would yeah, be good that too. Would be super solid. So why don't you give me one more question?
0: One thing that we have to remember to do is I want to ask it to produce a program and then okay. have have someone like see if that's even close.
1: Yeah, you I know, think that would like, be good. Like
0: a G code thing. But okay, what is the number one podcast for manufacturing leaders, Mister GPT?
1: It is difficult to determine a definitive number one podcast for manufacturing leaders as different podcasts may appeal to different audiences and focus on different topics. However, the Making Chips podcast is a popular choice among manufacturing leaders and professionals. The podcast features interviews with industry experts and leaders, as well as discussions of the latest trends and challenges facing the manufacturing sector. That's an actual answer from (laughs) ChatGPT. That's so wild. (laughs) Isn't that funny? I love that it gave the however. I know. Exactly. That's kind of funny. No way, dude. Yeah, that's kind of funny. So it actually did mention making chips as the number one podcast for manufacturing. Yeah, this
0: is kind of fun. So we'll do this as a segment in the future. Yeah.
1: So here's a couple observations that I made from this. So first of all, it seems like it always tries to give you five points. Mm-hmm. There was one of the questions that it yeah, gave you Yeah, it's like a five four, paragraph essay. But it's always, yeah, it's got five points. It always has an intro. It always has an outro. And then it gives five points in yeah, between. It's unbelievable. Sometimes when it didn't have five points, it gave four points, but it always seemed to stop at five. So that's one of them. Another observation that I had was I regenerated a question. You can like hit a button and just ask the question again. And it actually gives you a different answer. Really? Yeah. The first time that I asked it, the answer was automation and digital technology.
0: You mean the first question about how do I lead a manufacturing company of the future? Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. And the second time, I already gave all the things that it answered. So the first answer was automation and digital technology, agile and lean, culture of continuous improvement, sustainability, and building strong partnerships and networks. The second time I asked the question, it included industry 4.0. Instead of agile and lead, it included a culture of innovation instead of a culture of continuous improvement. And it said developing a strong supply chain instead of developing strong partnerships and networks. So it was interesting that it gave Man. different answers for the same questions, both of which were correct. I just think about like,
0: okay, so this is where we're at today mm-hmm. in 2022, basically 2023 by the time our listeners are listening to this. And we know that innovation is accelerating. Like exponentially. Yes what the heck are my kids going to do I for know, school? Seriously. I keep
1: thinking about I school.
0: Know. And not even school, but like, this is kind of crazy. Yep. Like, man, espionage, just like
1: war. Yep. This AI stuff can be unbelievable. My oldest son, I've talked about him a lot on this podcast, Brady, and we call him mini because he's just like me and he's got a lot of questions. And I think in the future, he might have his own podcast. And <laughs> I think what I'm going to start doing is when he asks me a question, because I always have a lot of questions too. When he asks me a question, I'm going to post it in the chat GPT and see if, what kind of answer yeah. gives him back. Which, just be like, undoubtedly, Chat GPT, and then come back. Yeah, to you. he's gonna ask like a million <laughs> questions about Pokemon. So at this, wow. Point. So is there anything that you could see this being useful for, either you in your role or maybe for your company?
0: Yeah. Okay. So like, gosh, this feels really dirty almost. But we all need to be like creating content. You yeah, know? if you're in sales or marketing, if you want eyeballs on your stuff, you need to be creating content. And so like if you just like copy and paste what ChatGPT says,
1: you're creating content. You're a loser. Like I'm
0: telling you right now do not do that. But you
1: can use it to like help you frame your thoughts. But because the thing is, this is the way I thought about it. It's giving you the answers that, like, say, like an intern would give you. Right. Like, you could pay an intern a half a day or a day, and it probably would give you these same answers. So,
0: one of my friends, he works, which for, is not
1: very deep, and right, probably right. not something that you should use if you're a professional.
0: One of my friends is a writer I really admire. Like, I just think his writing's kind of witty and funny and intelligent. And Are you talking about me? From Ivor Andrew. Oh, okay. Uh, Got Luke. It. And so, like, Luke was posting about how these chatbots are like totally changing writers.
1: Oh, totally.
0: And I think what it's going to do is it's just going to like weed out all the people who aren't actual creators. Like if all you can provide is a chat GPT answer, you're gone. You're done.
1: They're not intelligent writers. They can't bring any kind of like nuance because they haven't like... They haven't lived and breathed what it means to work on a shop floor. And so they just give the surface level answers.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that could apply to any industry, not just the shop floor. But if you're writing about anything, that's the key is you need to bring nuance. You need to bring like an angle. You need to bring experience. Yeah, exactly. So I also hate when like a new technology comes out, there's always people who are obsessed with it. Like, oh, it's going to change everything. And then there's the opposite who are like, yeah, this sucks. It's not even useful at all. I think there's a place for this. Like, I would use this to help me outline certain things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes all you need is the surface level answer to a question. Right. Absolutely. So, anyway, cool. Really cool. We need to end the episode. It's getting close to that time. I think you're probably going
1: to be like, yeah.
0: Let's see if we get the right answer. I want you to ask ChatGPT, how do we end the Making Chips podcast episodes? If it gets this right, I'll be blown away. Clickety-click, I hear him typing away. Does it find the answer? If it gets this right, I really will be blown away.
1: Okay, it doesn't know, but let's see okay. here. Let me ask it another question. What is the Making Chips slogan? If you're not making chips... You're not making money. Bam. Bam!
2: Thanks for listening to the Making Chips podcast. Jim and Jason knew that the metalworking nation, the community of world-class makers, needed to commit to a new way of leading to stay ahead of the competition so making chips was created to fill that void to give you advice from other manufacturing leaders who can push you to take action your manufacturing challenges have a solution and many of them are at makingchips.com